is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome, everybody. It's a Tuesday morning. We are in the studio. You're tuning in to In the Locker Room because the locker room is now in the studios high atop Bridgeville. Which, by the way, is really great because at the bottom, you know, they got a Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, my heavens. You go by there and you got the other joints around there. I mean, they got uh, some burger joints and you got Chipotle just down there. You know, I got to tell you, you got the greatest assortment of, like, uh, snackerations surrounding this building at the bottom of the hill. Now, you got to get down to the bottom of the hill, which, of course, you know, you could walk it or, uh, well, no, you wouldn't want to because then you'd be climbing back up the hill. Which, uh, as I was just talking with Brian Lamartina this morning, <laughs> we did the we we hiked in the Grand Canyon, and I found out two things that you shouldn't do. All right, if you are over sixty, all right, if you're over sixty years old, you should reconsider hiking in the Grand Canyon. I happen to be sixty-four. Did it this past summer. I should have reconsidered. And if you're a three hundred three hundred pound chubby hubby like me. Well, by golly, you should reconsider or don't even consider <laughs> hiking in the Grand Canyon because there, you know, Gadzooks, I got to tell you, man, it was three hours going down, five hours coming up, and we talked about this before. And, uh, you know, it, one of the things about it, too, is Lime Martin is like uh, one of these crazy hikers, you know. He's going to climb this mountain, that mountain. He was telling me all about, you know, the uh, – the, the experience I was about to have. But then he leaves me, before I go, he leaves me with this thought. He says, he says now, the one thing you got to be careful of is if you hear the rattle of a rattlesnake. I said, what? Yeah. <laughs> if you hear one, you're in trouble. Yes. It's like the mountain lion. If you know a mountain lion's there, it's already too late. It's already attacked you. <laughs> so you know if you hear that rattle, that rattlesnake is very upset with your presence and its vicinity, and it will do what rattlesnakes do. It will bite you in the keister. Exactly so. <laughs> now, I got to ask you, what was the biggest climb you ever did? Biggest climb? Failure or success? <laughs> We only success. Success. I yes. would. I would have to say uh, Mount Hood repeatedly. Mount Hood. Yeah, that's in a big, Oregon. Yeah, failure that's a big one. Was Denali in Alaska? Denali. Oh my heavens! Yeah, stuck in a tent for three weeks. Oh, three weeks. <laughs> three weeks in a blizzard. How yeah. do you do that? Uh, you go mad. You go nuts, and then oh, you turn yeah. around in 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 disgust, and you walk down the hill knowing you didn't make it. <laughs> But I tell you, when Mother Nature when Mother Nature calls, she says, "Look, you will not do this today, and you're not going to do it." That's just how she works. What do you, you sit around for three weeks playing Jenga or oh, something? Man, eating Back. couscous, oh. uh, melting snow, and drinking it, uh, trying to figure out ways to take care of your natural body needs. Great googly moogly. Yeah. Oh man, you know, I I I, I don't know, but I, I think falling off the mountain would be preferable to living in a tent for three hey, weeks. I'll tell you, as much as I enjoy it, there's been times where looking over the edge and thinking jumping off might be easier than still going up. Um, but but after the fact, it's the best experience ever. You know, like with the canyon, you went in there, and sure, that's that kicked your butt, right? That's oh, it like did. Ten training camps stacked up on oh, top. Oh, it was the hardest thing I've done since I retired from football. Right, and and you, once you're done, you're like you're doing it. Oh my God, why am I doing this? Why yes. would I ever? Right do this? in the middle of that, you're going, you're questioning your sanity. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm and it's it's not even like there's a donut at the top of the no. uh, or at the bottom of the canyon and at the top. No, you no. won't even have enough energy to eat that thing to chew it. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, but once you're done, it is an experience you can never lose, and you can that's re- true. You can be a place that most people have never seen or or experienced, and that's the cool thing about it. It might kick your butt, but you've got that memory. Well, it definitely kicked my butt. I definitely have the memory, and I also have a foreboding of knowing. I don't want to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> well, you already did it, so you yeah. don't have to. <laughs> exactly. Beautiful. Well, we are we are all excited because we're going to be joined here just in a moment by our man, Max Starks, getting in the locker room here. And, of course, this this whole week is more of a buildup. We got the final game. We got Detroit Lions checking into AccraSure Stadium. And the Lions are coming in, and it's going to be very interesting to me about this past this past week is uh, going to be all about guys making a claim, making a statement about who they are, why they deserve to be a part of the 53. Do we have Max with us now? So we're we're just we're efforting our man Maximilian who got back late last night. The poor guy. I don't even know how he does it because you wake up in different time zones. Oh man, great googly moogly, I'm telling you. I'd I'd be bedazzled. You know, just doing that, man, it's bad enough just staying in the same time zone and, and having, uh, you know, we got in from Jacksonville, flying back from Jacksonville. I got home about, I don't know, 3 a.m. or so. And then, of course, we had to get up in the morning. You know, we had church. And, uh, you know, so I got up with all the, the family and we took off. And I, I was lagging, man, all day, you know, just kind of lagging there. So, anyhow, what we're thinking about is we, we we're, one of the things that has uh, got to be settled soon is this. The quarterback situation as we come up, and I know the offensive line is another situation, and we're going to get to that as we get rolling along here. But, you know, you've got Trubisky, you got Pickett, and you got Rudolph. And right now the Steelers have a plan, and I think they're going to work the plan. And that plan has been since really day one, Mitch Trubisky, who has, has had a good camp. I think he's uh, shown – you know, what the Steelers saw in him, you have an athletic, strong-bodied, strong-armed guy who's able to get himself out of some uh, little scary situations when the, the pocket was kind of crumbling a little bit there and Saturday night in Jacksonville. And, and that, hey, let me just say this. I, the offensive line, I, I truly believe, is going to be all right. All right? It's going to happen. It takes a little while. I think Max talked about it earlier when he talked about it being like a, a slow slow process you know, more of like, uh, you know, kind of hanging out in the, you know, in the uh, and percolate overnight and kind of, you got to marinate that thing, but it's going to come together and it's got to be, you know, it's going to, th- these guys are professionals and they got here for a reason. They have all stood out at some level of every level of football that they've been a part of. So to sit here and say that these guys are, you know, going to be terrible. And I, I don't, I don't believe it. Uh, individually, they've got great qualities, but together, those qualities have not manifested itself in putting together, I uh, you know, blocking schemes or or pass protection. And so, Max, before we get into the quarterbacks and before we get too deep into the offensive line, just some thoughts. First of all, I should say welcome back because I know you went to go and address the Florida Gators football team. How did that go? That was a, a tremendous opportunity, Wolf. You know, it had been Are you there, twelve Max? years. Well, we have you, you brother. Okay. Can you hear me? Oh, there Can you, you are. Me? I see. Okay. Oh, yes, Max. Hello, my friend. Okay. All right. We got it. Yes. <laughs> we got it. Yes. yes. Success. Yes. Uh, yeah. No, um, no, I, I mean, it was a tremendous opportunity. I mean, I hadn't been back on that campus in 12 years, Wolf. Wow. Um, so to go back to my college campus and to ha- 
to have the audience of the actual football team and the head coach and be welcomed. Um, that was something, you know, it, it was kind of one of those experiences that was just surreal, right? It, it was like right. a full circle moment because it's funny when you leave a school, you're, you're celebrated for a little bit, you know, and I luckily, you know, I had a couple more celebrations than most just right. because winning a Super Bowl and being, being welcomed back um, on campus. But to have the audience of the team is a different story. It's one thing to get sideline passes to a football game, yes. right? It's one thing to be able to work out in the, in, in the uh, weight room at the team's facility in the offseason. It's another thing to address a team, you know, that's in the middle of training camp getting ready to play their first game of the season. Um, so it was, it, was, it was just a special moment um, to be there and then to see have so many of my friends – um, and brothers there on the staff was a cool thing. Kerry Colbert's the wide receivers coach. I've known him since I've been 17 years old. Wow. Justin Blackshear, the offensive analyst, he, he, he was my mentor, and he was the guy who wore my number before it was mine. It was his number. Oh, yeah. So have that pass on. Mike Peterson, uh, a Gator great, one of my good friends, and we had, we had, we had leg- legendary battles against the Jaguars back in those days <laughs> when, when the Jaguars were similarly ilk defensively, but we'll get to that. And it was just, so it was just cool being able to go around and see and go around campus and see how some things have changed and some things are still the same. So it was, it was a special moment. You know, I definitely hate I missed yesterday. Things ran a little bit long with the speech because – Guys started asking questions, right? And you don't want to deny you young men an opportunity. And I had two kids from my football camp that I do in Orlando that I've done for the last 16 years. Two of those kids are on the squad for the Gators. I had really? no idea. So, that, so you know, it was a special moment. But, you know, um, it was it – was, but, yeah, it was, it was a long day. Um, a very I feel like a very fulfilling day but very long day because I texted you I think it was like midnight when I texted you no uh, it was last like, like 1 30 or something like that and I'm oh, going, e- e- even worse I go, <laughs> I'm sitting there looking at it going, in the morning okay I woke up in the morning and it, 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 yeah. he said yeah I'm in I get it and I look and it's like 1 30 or 2 o'clock or something I'm going oh poor man I just yeah I would be but I'm bright-eyed and bushy-tailed you're ready I, to go I, I know you are brother this, the life of a servant voice. right the life of a servant yes. is is one that is you know not really thankful but very fulfilling indeed <laughs> so I don't I don't mind the sacrifice let me ask you this what was the gist of the message to your Florida Gator boys so the gist of my message was a uh, legacy mm. um how, it's like do you want to walk in someone else's or do you want to create your own what is the legacy that will be left by your time here um you know and I kind of talked to them that from childhood up until adulthood, there's a series of connections that you make. The first one being when you're born, there is a genetic and blood connection to the people that you will be associated with. And as you get older, it's less about the direct genetic connection, but mm-hmm. more about the choices you make and the people you choose to be around, the people you choose to be associated with, the organizations and schools that you choose to be associated with. And that creates a string of your legacy. What does that legacy look like? How do you want your legacy to, to look when it's all said and done? How do you feel connecting with other people? And what does that mean to connect with them? Because I said, and I finished it, I said, I said, guess what, guys? I'm now connected to all of you. Mm-hmm. I said, we all bleed orange and blue. I said, so from this moment forward, you know that I'm connected to you. You know that Mike Peterson is connected to you. Darnell Stapleton. I started going around the room and naming everybody. Wow. And Coach Napier, your parents 
entrusted you to Dan Mullen, but Dan Mullen isn't here. So your coach had to had to win over your family and make sure that the values and the culture and right. and the philosophies carried over and they're things that they can feel that they can entrust their child to an individual who's going to lead them and groom them to being successful young men not just football players not just students in school but young men and so that's how i kind of left it but uh it, it was a great speech i mean it was, it was 45 minutes in total wow. <laughs> i didn't know i for some reason, I didn't know I could talk that long, Wolf. Max, you get on a roll, brother, and I, that's how it is. You get in the zone, you get on a roll, and then, you know, it just and it just comes out good. You know, and you know yeah. that, it, that if it's fluid and the guys are with you, it, it's all good. So, good for you. I'm glad you were able to take advantage of it. I'm glad you did something that is pouring life into others. As usual, you know, you do so many of those yeah. things anyhow. So pro- uh, just good props to you, brother. Now, because I got you and we didn't have you yesterday, let me get your uh, quick two bits on the Jacksonville game. Because, you know, we saw Seattle. Uh, it was a nice, you know, battle there. 32-25, Steelers win. Now you come into Jacksonville, and again, it ends with, have you ever experienced two back-to-back, last-second, walk almost walk-off uh, home run type games in the preseason that seemed to matter to everybody. I was about to say, not in the preseason. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we, we've had our fair share, but never back to back with Ben. Uh, but I mean, I think this is kind of one of the things when you look at it, uh, you know, seven shots. We see why seven shots matter. Right. This was a perfect execution of what we saw every day in camp coming to life in a game. And then I look at two minute drill. Two-minute drill, how they've dominated during camp, carried over into the game. Now, the problem I have is, like you said, there's carryover from practice. The run game, carryover from practice. Inconsistent, guys getting jammed, guys moving more laterally than vertically um, in the game and not creating push. Uh, Passing game, you know, it it still feels like we we, we we don't know wingman and we don't know the responsibility and, he, and and listen wolf i went the uh, the extra mile yesterday right i sat I, I sat down with a bona fide offensive line coach and watched it and 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 he was he was trying to give me some pointers about how to id this and how to understand it as okay, well okay that's cuz i was like i was like maybe i'm old you know what i'm saying maybe <laughs> well, i'm old maybe i don't understand new age well wait, before you techniques. say you're old i will say that i'm old okay so if if I you're mean, old yes. you may be one day older than dirt that makes me two days older than water <laughs> yeah. So I mean, yes, were your pass protections drawn up in hieroglyphics? Probably. I don't know. Sanskrit, but no. <laughs> but but no, but here's the funny thing. The thing about football, as much as it evolves, things still stay the same. Right. So for me, I was just like, am I just missing this new spread style of football where you don't have these type of and he explained some things to me um that, you know, teams have a high tendency to blitz to the side of the back. Mm-hmm. Um, when when they see them offset in a shotgun, so that's why you kind of change up your your points so that the back you know he's gonna cro- he's gonna he's gonna cross check immediately. Okay, so that gives you more solid points because you want the lineman to take the blitzing side. Yeah, so I get like some of the, but the problem is if that is the philosophy, we still need to have better, cleaner communication with the guys um, and making sure that they feel confident. Because I I thought also when I watched it. There was a sort of a questioning, right, a hesitation in a lot of the things that they did. And I think that's one thing that I hope gets shored up. But I said I said it, week four of the regular season is where I see these guys 
fully realizing what they have and fully realizing and trusting each other. Now, somebody told me group. that, and, and and they asked me about it. I said, you know, I, I understand what Max is saying, and I agree to a degree, but the, the degree that I don't is they don't have that much time. You know what I mean? And that first, and that's the problem. The first six games are kind of like a mind bender. You know what I mean? And and it's going to be one of those things where I think the pressure has got to kind of reveal a diamond a little quicker. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, we don't want to find out it's carbon is what we don't want to find yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, no, you don't want to find that out. But I think that, but that's the reality of where it is, right? We can't rush them knowing unless they take an onus upon themselves you know because I shared this story with the offensive line when I talked to them yesterday about Darnell and I and our line from that Super Bowl 43 mm-hmm. team the 0809 team and I said you know what we did we recognized our deficiencies and we corrected it on our own the coach didn't have to tell us to do it we met every Thursday night I rented a computer at the time and a projector from from, from Mac uh, mm-hmm. Bob McCartney, and he he get, he gave me all kinds of crap about it, and oh, make sure it's here. Oh, you can't, t- man. If that gets lost, I'm like, Mac, I'm not I'm not turning this over to the opponent or anything. I'm like, I'm just using it for the night with the office. And so it was. But what we were able to do over time was establish a routine for ourselves, but also we had an open forum where we could discuss our problems. And we could also talk through them as a unit. So if we were wrong, we were all going to be wrong on the same page, Wolf. <laughs> yes, yes, and, I understand. And then the running backs, for sure. the running backs started come with us um, for these meetings, and we just we had this natural organic thing, and that's what allowed us. Because I said you have to remember that playoff year. Remember they had the rankings of the offensive lines. We were dead last every yes. week in the playoffs. Yep. And by process of elimination, we became the best offensive line. But that was because we took the extra time as a unit because we cared that much to make sure that we got it right and to make sure that we all were on the same page and we got to know each other better. You know, we'd have dinner and we'd have a socializing time beforehand, but then once the, once the projector turned on, everybody was locked in. It's everybody business. called out their assignments. Yep. It was all business. And we spent about two to three hours on top of whatever we did all day, you know, whatever we did in our personal time watching film, that additional time, was necessary, and I feel like that was the difference between us being a bad offensive line versus being a Super Bowl champion offensive line. You know, the, the, here's the thing about it. When you have tribulation occurring, you know, in your, your group, in your room, and, and you individually as you go through these ups and downs, because there's no pro that's ever been through his career and never had a downer moment. It's just part of, If you have not had your butt kicked in the NFL, you simply have not played long enough. You have not been out there very yeah. long. I mean, it just happens to everybody. But, you know, I would go back to my, my period of time through there, and I know Kendrick Green was talking about weathering the storm right now. And, yeah, it's a bit stormy for him, but I have seen this kid play. You have seen this kid play. You've seen – his abilities when he's right on and doing a great job, and you've seen his deficiencies when he's not. And the thing about it is, you got to own it. You know, you don't make excuses, and he hasn't. He's owned it, all right? You got to marinate in the pain, okay? Because that will become the fuel, the driving force to turn things in your favor as you do something about it. Those three steps own it, marinate it. And marinate in it and then make sure that you are doing something about it we're going to pick up there where we come back here max all right let's let's start with that and we'll be back with more right here in the locker room 
coming to you on SNR and 970 ESPN. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. You're in the locker room with Wolf, Starks, and the Ninjas, and uh, Max. You know, when we left off, we're talking about Kendrick Green and kind of weathering the storm, which is, look, between you and me, we got over two decades plus in, in offensive line play in the NFL. And you understand how things happen. You've had, you've been there. I've been there. You know, you have that game. You don't want to have that game, but the game comes around and every now and then once in a blue moon, you have a bad game. And all of a sudden, you know, you hear people are talking about you and stuff. But the fact is, and what Kendrick has got to do, because Kendrick, Kendrick has the ability. Okay. Now he's got to bring it out because we've seen it. You know what, you know, he's, he's, he's good at, and what his deficiencies are, and he's got to work at it. But the first is you got to own it. You got to, You can't shy away from it. You can't not watch the film. You got to go watch the film, and then you got to marinate in that pain that you feel right now because that marinating process gives you fuel and determination to turn things around. And I think that this kid is going to be fine at, at some point in time here. No, he, he absolutely he will be. But I think the biggest thing is that, you know, it, it's confidence, it's repetition. Yes. That's the biggest thing, Wolf, right? Right. You went 21, game, 21 games last year playing only center, right? And, and you only had eight snaps. You only had eight starts before that in college. And now you're going to a brand-new position, plus you have the added stress of competing to start. And that just brings a whole new – bag of worms in and of itself because your your movement has to change. I mean, we talked about it at one point, like he should probably wear gloves instead of just taping his fingers. Right. right? Because right. There, <coughs> there's a lot more contact there. And I yes. think that those are all the nuanced things that you're not thinking about the moment. You're like, listen, this is how I feel. This is how I feel comfortable when I go out in a fight. It's like, cool, but there's ways to be more efficient in that process. You got to kind of figure those things out. And, you know, there, the, yes, if there's an emergency situation where you have to switch and you have to, go to, you have to go to center from going to guard, take the glove off. But at the same time, these are those little things. The things that you used at center don't apply at guard. And that's where you have to take that extra step. If it means extra reps, if it means watching extra film of other people who you, who you respect and admire at the position, you watch their film to see what they're doing. You try and mimic those things until they become your own. Like, there's just... That additional layer that I feel like you don't see a lot of guys like you don't know what you don't know in a lot of senses. Right. But also, I feel like you have to also figure it out because if you desire to be something like a starter and the best left guard you can be, something inside of you says, I need to figure this out or call a friend who might play the same position. Now, I think all those things because I told a story and. For me, when I first came to the league, I watched film on everybody. I watched Jonathan Ogden. I watched Walter Jones. I watched Willie Rofe. I watched Orlando Pace. Right. And I watched because I was trying to, and I went out to practice and I tried those things to fit, until I figured out what was right for me, what was the right fit for me. But I wanted to watch the best do it. So at least if I'm mimicking in those footsteps, I'm, I'm going in the right direction. And I think that's the toughest thing where I don't think a lot of guys take that extra step nowadays. You know, it's funny because uh, it was in my second year. Uh, we played the Miami Dolphins on a Thursday night game. And I've told you the story, I'm sure, but uh, I'll belabor it uh, yet again. I got benched like 
three times. So I like to set a, a record for being benched and thrown back in the game. It was crazy because the guy that went in for me, uh, Tyrone McGriff, he got benched too. <laughs> going back and my mom, my, you know, I go home and the next day my mom calls me hooping. She goes, "Honey, you were in, then you were out. You're in." <laughs> yeah, that's that's what happened, mom. You know, because yes, they mom, kept, you're correct. <laughs> they kept running these Mo Mike three four things that I had not seen or at least didn't understand, and I kept screwing up the the protection, Mo Me's or Mo U's, that sort of thing. And yeah. I remember going to the locker room. I was so dejected after the game, man. And I'm sitting there, and Mike Webster comes and goes. Well, you really suck tonight. <laughs> and, you know, it was really, but it's typical Webby using a little humor to kind of jar you out of your, you know, your state of uh, just being like totally down, right? And and, and but here here's what he did. He worked with me that whole next week, and my line coach also sat me down, and he said, you know, Craig, uh, the next defensive coordinator was the New Orleans Saints. They're going to see that Mike you or Mo me, whatever it was, he's, they're going to run that over and over. And the only way you're going to do be able to shut them down is to shut them down. You know, you shut them down, they won't run it anymore. But you know the next coordinator. And sure enough, the next game, I, I think they ran that, that uh, blitz at me like three or four times uh, in the first half and then only once in the second half. I mean, and that's the truth of the matter. You shut them down and they'll – go to something else that's exactly what happens yeah it, it 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 has to be practiced you know we always say that old adage right whatever you put on tape expect to see it for the next month mm, until you prove it differently um and, and and that's how you have to approach it that if guys think they can run down the middle of your chest and that you're gonna you're gonna kick stand and then kind of twist off of that and open the gate by trying to brace as opposed to locking those hands out fast and kind of getting underneath and gathering your feet, they're going to keep doing that because they've seen success. They've seen it on film with other guys have done it against you. So they're going to try that. I'll never forget. I got hit with a, with a, with an up and under like low dip move um, by Derek Burgess mm. um, when he, when he was with the Raiders and literally get, get, guess what? Every single <laughs> defensive end outside pass rusher tried for the next four games. <laughs> The Gee, same load. Dip. Was it a swim? Did they try to swim over <laughs> yeah. the top? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It was a low dip because like, oh, he can't bend. He's six foot eight. I'm shorter than him, so I can dip lower than him. And then I ended up like pressing guys into the ground and then put right. my knee in their back. So you know, you had to do then, that a number of hey, times before guys many, didn't want to have kidney problems. When, <laughs> when you got somebody good on that a couple of times. How often did you see that after? Oh, they were like, "Well, that that move's not going to work anymore." <laughs> that hurts. <laughs> then guys went. Then guys went back to their rip moves and spin moves and, and and double fake outs. I mean, it was so. It was just one of those things. But but that's you are what you put on tape. And right now, this offensive line has to stew in that. Yes, it's a victory. Yes, it's a W. It's not costed you anything yet because you still won the game. But at the same time, it's not good, and that's the reality of great teams. Find the lesson in the wins and the losses. And that's where they have to get. You can't rest on your laurels. I felt like it was a team that kind of came out and rested on the laurels. Like, ah, oh, this team sucked last year. These guys you know, these guys had the number one pick back-to-back years. These guys can't play. And they, I was like, you get enough number one overall picks yeah. <laughs> in years. You're, you're, you're going to get some good talent there. And they saw that, and they got shocked by it. And it was something that you, that you felt like they never really recovered because they were kind of 
blitzed. It's like it's like when that one fighter comes out comes out of the corner, right? And he just comes and he he's throwing everything at you. Yes, and he's is ra- rapid rabbit punches, right? And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa! This isn't what I practiced in camp. Like, <laughs> you, you know, it's like he went southpaw on me. What happened? I was like, I thought this guy was standard, you know. And so, but but you adjust on the fly, and you take those those bells like drives right end of a round, and you have to re reassess yourself. You have to get back in the mindset, and then create a counter to that. But it was it was one of those things where, like you said, situational football overcame some of the bad play that was in this game because you had the two both two minute drills that yielded what you need enough that you needed. And I, I love Mason's resolve to come back after a safety and intentional grounding call to come back and really really put himself in focus to make sure that they could win this game. So I mean there was some great things that they overcame. There were some beautiful things I yes. saw in the passing game. But at the same time it was the in game and in between times that that you need to have more success, and we didn't see the fast start that we did from week one to week two. We did no. not see the consistency. Listen, Ms. Trubisky should go to Vegas in the off season and be a magician, right? <laughs> on, on, on the strip, the way he got out of those sacks, I don't know how you. Did. I mean, it was vintage like Ben back in the day, um, just spinning out, whirling dervish type of style. Get out of it and get free and find someone downfield. You can't live like that week in and week out. And there was a couple times he took some big shots. Yep. When he, he rolled out and was one. exposed. Kenny Pickett yeah, took some big shots. Mason took some shots. Yeah, you know? all of them took shots. And, and that's where I'm like, the, the, this, is not the way, this is not how you're going to progress 17 games into a season. No. You, you can't do this. No. And it has to galvanize at some point. Let this be the rallying cry now in week two of preseason instead of week five in the regular season. No question about it, Max. So let's continue on. We'll think about Kendrick Green. Let's take it. Let's take it from our perspective because we've been there. We've done that. You understand that weathering the storm is really weathering the storm. It's an awful feeling. You feel bad. Your, your teammates around you they feel bad because you know they're also offensive linemen who had a rough outing, right? The, you look at the quarterbacks. Quarterbacks ain't happy about it. You go home. You, no, you, you know, I mean, you just – it never leaves you until you do something about it. And doing something about it is going back to your fundamentals, which includes film study, includes practicing with an upbeat attitude of, of owning the practice and, and doing what you got to do. And then after practice, working on some of the specifics. For instance, when you get somebody that swims you on a straight rush like Kendrick did, okay, identify that. Get a teammate who's willing to put some pass rushes for you. Identify the things that you got to see. You know, the, the guy come up and start to shake, or the arm over, that sort of thing. Identify those things in a snapshot in your head and then work on what you got to do. One of the things I always did when a guy would start to shake in front of me, you know, kind of like they'll stand up and they'll kind of do a head fake and then try to swim you from a certain distance, they got to get within their arm reach. So I would just take a step back. As soon as this guy started to shake, take one step back. Now he's got to come to you. You know what I mean? He he yeah, thought he was closer. Yeah, he's got to get closer to execute one of those things. So in my mind, for Kendrick, it's all about that and getting into the theater of the mind, which is something I was always big on, making sure that you mentally go over each and every one of your plays and also your 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 the things that you do well and the things that you don't do well. Go over them mentally. Yeah, you have to repeat until the deficiency becomes a strength. Yes. 
and that's pulling a teammate aside or pull, or going and pulling a defensive lineman aside after practice. Hey, man, listen, this is what I was struggling with. I need you to help me with this. Can you give me some of these moves so I can see it? You know, and, and you go through that after practice. You take the extra reps. You don't just say when, when coach calls it up and we all break down and, and, and afterwards, you know, you run in the locker room. No, no, you stay out there. You spend, the, the, field, the field doesn't get closed up. The field right. is still there. It's still the field there. will always be there for you. So go out there, take the extra time to do work on what you need. If it's if it's endurance, run the half gassers or run some flying one hundreds. If it's the technique, work on either with your buddy next to you how you guys step. Make sure you're not stepping on top of each other, right? Because another time the splits were kind of inconsistent as well mm-hmm. on a lot of those things, and the splits can also help or hurt you depending on on what the play is. So understanding the nuances of what your splits need to be in coordination with the center or the tackle if you're a guard. And if you're a tackle, it's with the guard. If you're a center, it's between your two guys. Now, they line up off of you, so you need to tell them how far they need to be away from you so they'll step on your feet. But all <laughs> of that, all of those little, at this level, all of those little things matter. And then it comes down to your individual execution. And that's what is taking the extra D lineman. Or if a D line is not available, asking one of your teammates on the offensive line, hey, man, listen, this has been bothering me. Can you just come out here and give me some looks so I can work on my hand placement or work on you know the speed at which I need to contact guys? Because also, there was some late hands in that game, too. Yes. And, you know, and I know we're talking about Kendrick Green, but Danny Moore, there's some hand Thank spatial you. awareness things that need to happen as well. And I think for Kendrick, that would also – because Kendrick has fast hands, but his hands aren't always in the right place. Right. Right. He's hitting what's available to him as, a, as, as opposed to forcing his way into where he wants them to go. And that's another aspect that, you know, kind of gets overlooked, right? If you're worried about, oh, my God, how are we going to get this double team? Oh, my gosh, who is, who is, the, who is the mic point or who is, who is our guy? Who's our guy point? The, all of those things are under your head. And then you get, and you get in the play, ball snaps, and you're like, oh, boom, hands. And your, your hand's on the outside or your hand's not in the optimal position. The guy's got an inside shoulder blade of you. And you're on. You're working the outside, and you're not replacing your hands back underneath. All of those things kind of working, and you have to work those things at this level. Nobody's going to tell you what to do. You have to make it known. Closed mouths don't get fed. Right. You've got to speak up if you know there's an issue, something you feel like you need extra work on. Speak up and ask for it. Guys will give it to you if you ask, but they're not going to read your mind, or they're not going to do it out of the goodness of their hearts because everybody's competing. Everybody's a competitor at this level. Right, we still don't have a the Pittsburgh Steelers football team yet. No, we have a bunch of guys who want to be Pittsburgh Steelers. We don't have all fifty three active Pittsburgh Steelers plus the sixteen practice squad guy. We don't have that whole squad yet. So you need to work on you and focus on you and how that relates. Your performance as a lineman depends on everybody else as well. So you need to include them, but work on you first. That's exactly so, and that's a great way to put it, Max. I mean, you got to open your mouth and, and, and ask. You know, you can't shy away. That's part of owning it. You know, some guys, they take the beat down, and they, they simply kind of curl up in, the, in a fetal position in the corner. You know, and it's kind of – and those guys, they're not going to last long. The NFL is not for long. That's what it stands for. You yeah. understand it's an unforgiving, uh, 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 you know, league, and it's all about, you know, not making you feel good about yourself – People are always looking for a beatdown. But let's pick up with that and some more when we come back because it's time to head off and uh, run a few commercials here. We'll be right back. you got Wolf Starks and the Ninjas, 970 ESPN and SNR.
This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. <laughs> Max, guess what's back? It's the Uh-oh. kickoff and rib festival, baby. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, I am 1st. available for all rib tastings. <laughs> Think about this. From September 1st to the 5th at Acrisure Stadium, you will be able to sample all kinds of brisket and ribs. and uh, I mean, this it's a fat guy's dream. I mean, this is what we love. It is. And let me tell you. In years past, when the Rib Fest was down there, me and my wife, because I lived downtown, right. we would walk over because we felt like we were being healthy, right? You know, you're kind of <laughs> burning calories ahead right. of time, trying to trying to stoke the flames of, of appetite. <laughs> and then afterwards, we'd be like, man, I really, that's a long walk. You got the meat sweats. You're like, ah, I don't know. <laughs> you still do it. But, I, you know, you feel a little bit better. About it. And then, of course, by the by, by like the third year of doing that, we started just driving over and paying for parking. <laughs> yeah, I but- mean, just you get over that healthy thing, you know. It's like ah, so you, you do, you do. You're like ah, I mean, it, it's just it's it's protein, it's protein, guys. <laughs> you don't need it slathered in sauce. Oh but, man, yeah. Oh, that's gonna be amazing. I I've, I've missed the rib fest and. Uh, you know, if you're out there and you see me just foraging, just just leave me be. Just give me a wave. We don't have to shake hands because my hands are going to be saucy, um, and just just know that just know that I I, I I share the same joys that you share. Let's get a lobster babe, you know, one of those big lobster yeah. bibs, huh? Just put yeah, it on exactly, and, and walk around. I feel like, you, we, feel like I, you need like a full smock, like a painting smock. You know, you throw the <laughs> yeah. hands through. There you go. This is this is like I love this because we can walk around and get our cardio while we're like sampling every all the different stuff. That would be great. I'm looking oh, forward absolutely. to that. No, it's, it's going to be fun. And listen, I, I, I love I love I love rib fest. I love oh. any type of any type of celebration of smoked meats. I mean, you can pretty much uh, pretty much find me or Wolf there. I'm sure. Absolutely. And I also know that they're going to have the Clarks are going to be there. With some live music. You got oh. to love the Clarks and Billy Price, too, in the shins. But I know that especially the Clarks, you know, they're, they're just yeah. Pittsburgh through and through. So. Yeah, no, a- absolutely. So you get good tunes, you get good food, yeah. and you get fellowship. I there mean, you, you can, go. You can't beat that. You can't beat that. <laughs> I love it. All right. Now, a little bit of a, a, a taking care of business here. The Steelers waived offensive tackle Jordan Tucker, and they brought in offensive tackle Adrian Ely, who was a 2021 undrafted free agent. Uh, he's got a number of helmets because he's been with Baltimore. Uh, the, I mean, the Ravens, Rams, Broncos, and Packers. But it, they were all P-Squad stuff. So, anyhow, today's the cut down, Max. They cut down to 80 at 4 p.m. And, um, you know, it's it's got to be – I remember every every cut down period. You know, there's times when, you you know, the thoughts in the back of your head are, well, I wonder if it's my time. Yeah. No, I mean, you, all, you always have to have that question. Unless you're a perennial – Pro Bowler, high, you know, high functioning individual. You're always right. going to have that thought in the back of your head. Like maybe they just don't like me that much anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but really, but really, the mindset should be: Did I do enough to stay on this squad? Did I do enough to earn the opportunity to become a Pittsburgh Steeler? That's the mindset you have to have. But we all get a little selfish about that. Like, well, is it going to be me or is it going to be you? Is it right. going to be me? I mean, I felt like I did more than you, and you start comparing and parsing the straws. 
But at the end of the day, that that's the ultimate question you have to answer. Did I do enough to earn this opportunity or to keep this opportunity that I have in front of me? That's always going to be the biggest question that you must ask first. Look inward before you start projecting outward. And one of the things you got to do is make sure you're not counting heads in the, in the room. I mean, if you're, yeah. you, you know, it, it's so easy to get yourself distracted. It's so easy to start going, wow, I don't have a chance. You get down a little bit and then it comes out on the field and it, it'll be like a self-fulfilling prophecy. You know I mean? You can't give that way. Uh, you can't let yourself mentally get down because you, at, at that, at this moment, it seems like the, the numbers aren't going to work out for you. You know, you don't know if this is a stepping stone to another place or something happens. You know, I mean, I remember when my, my rookie year, it's down to Tyrone McGriff for me. And we go out for the last game and, and uh, somebody got hurt and, and it was we were both able to make it. You know, I mean, it just that's the yeah. way it, that's the way it happens sometimes. And you've just got to stay in the game, in the in, in the proper mentality to make sure you're doing all the things necessary, as you put it. To be so you don't you're not that guy you know being called up by the Turk but you are one of the guys that are the contributors. Well, and and, it, and it's about what do you have to offer? Right? What's the value add? At the end of the day, it's what value do I bring to this organization? Yes. And what value do I bring to my specific room? More importantly, and how does that make everyone around me? Am I an individual that make that brings everybody up, or am I a person that brings everybody down? That's the first thing you have to ask. And then secondly, how does my skill set match with the rest of the guys in this room? Am I, do, am I a differentiator in, in, in that equation? Those are the things you have to look at. And like you said, you can't count other heads in the room. I, I, get out of that other man's pockets. You're not in his <laughs> pockets. You don't know what his issues are. Stop counting his change and stop <laughs> counting the other heads in the room. Worry about you. How can I keep change in my pocket? That's what I need to worry about. How do I make sure my pockets are good? And how can I add that to my team? What, what am I doing on a daily basis? What are my deeds that enhance what the Pittsburgh Steelers can be and become an asset, not a liability to the team? Well, that's what I would think that Adrian Ely, as a guy, again, who's already collected some, a good number of helmets, has got to be excited about an opportunity because they don't come around all that often. you got to make the most of each and every opportunity that is presented to you. And for each and every guy in the room, be it offensive line, defensive line, linebackers, what have you, you know, it's, it's like you said, you make sure that you're doing and attending to all the details of your business because, believe you me, coaches are watching, scouts are watching, you know, and it's not just what you yeah. do on the field. It's also what you do off the field, Max. No, absolutely. What hey, what 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 is done in the darkness shall come to the light, right, Wolf? <laughs> you're you're like you're like really into philosophy this morning. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah. I am. I, I'm in a philosophical type of mood. I mean, I, I you know, I'm definitely pontificating this this morning. Um, Pontificate no. away. <laughs> but I think I think that's that's what it that that's what it is. That that is the essence of it is what am I doing? in the woodshed before I present to market, mm -hmm. right? Am I whittling away? Am I making wood sculptures? Am I creating something? What am I doing to better myself, to better my craft, to get better so that the next time you see me, the work looks better than it was before? 
right? It's more Absolutely. efficient. Maybe the curves are, are just there. I learned how to shave around the edges. You know, you start thinking about what can I do? And I think the biggest thing, especially for the line, is how does my stance change? How do I embrace the bull rush? Because that's what all these guys are going to get. <laughs> they're going to oh, get they're bull gonna rush. Get it. They're, they're going to get long arm stab. What have I done since then to make that deficiency a strength on, on the squad? Because you're going to see it against Detroit. And especially if there's one thing I know about Dan Campbell, those boys are going to be tenacious. They will They're be. going to fight. A year ago, they came in and fought to a tie as a winless team. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, we got to take it to a break right now. We're up against a hard one. Max, let me tell you something. We got a lot more going. We'll be back after this. Stay in the locker room. 